It's a Monday morning, and you know what that means. Dreamers, coming to you from the isolation station of love, it's episode two of Dawes Does Disney. Yes, we're still doing it. We haven't been canceled yet, but yet being the operative word. I am your host, Landon Doan. Thanks so much for joining us, and I'm joined again by my co-host, my tag team partner. You know her. You love her. She is the rising star in the podcasting world. Listen to her and download with Adventures with Steffers. It's Steffers. Steffers, how are we doing today? Woohoo! I'm having a day, a lazy, lazy day. I am pro lazy day. We 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 kind of talked about your uh, schedule post podcast mm-hmm. before the podcast. Yeah, that checks out. And I am a fan of what you're going to be doing later today, and that is napping. Correct, because my dog decided to eat some cordage yesterday under the bed, and uh, I was too busy worrying about him all night. So <laughs> needless to say, I have sleep to catch up on now. I get it's that. Fine. And and animals do that. Uh, my, uh, my pup, Zoe, who I'm sure you'll hear with her purple bone at some point in the episode, she always has to make an appearance. Uh, one time chewed on a laptop charger cord while it was plugged in. She learned to not do that again. So maybe this can be a learning experience for Gimli. Probably not because he's a persistent <laughs> boy. That's what I'm going to say. Persistent. I think we can all read between the lines. And speaking of reading, thank you for the reviews that we got for episode one. Mostly positive. I'm going to say all positive because I, I'm not going out of my way to look for negativity on uh, something we do as a hobby. But particularly, I do want to give a, another shout out to Matt from the Love of Mouse podcast for the killer logo. I think of all the compliments I got, it was mostly, hey, your logo's awesome. Be better podcast. But logo is awesome. So uh, if you need a logo of any sort, definitely Look for him on the social medias. And uh, yes, due to public uh, demand, the logo will be coming to a T Public store uh, soon, close to you. So you can wear a shirt for a podcast that lasted four weeks. So uh, yeah, you'll always have the shirt and the logo. Steffers, what size? No, that's that's not something you're supposed to ask ladies on the internet. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's a free shirt, I'll give you any size you want, bud. <laughs> well, there we go. Free loot is the kind of loot. Well, we'll just see how this goes. Uh, so uh, uh, good luck trying to pass the audition. Anyway, got some news from the House of the Mouse this week. It wasn't as newsworthy as some weeks in the past, but still some uh, big news, I feel. I think the biggest news was that the Walt Disney World annual pass uh, resale introduction back into the wild, it went pretty well. I think some people were uh, expecting a poop show. As some would say, uh, poop. Yes, we had to, we had second episode. We're already going in with the poop. Well, you know, it could be worse. I'm, I'm. Uh, it was bound mm-hmm. to happen. I'm a fan of pee pee and poo poo jokes. So come on. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, fart noise. Yeah. Okay, on brand. Yes, always. Yes. But uh, I think just based on some of Disney's past launches, uh, we were expecting way worse. But for the most part, it seems like everybody that was able to want. A AP at some multi-tier monstrosity that it is, they were able to get it. So uh, good job, Disney, question mark? Well, I had everybody that was purchasing online, I hadn't heard any comments or complaints about. I did have someone that I follow on Instagram. They already had tickets for... Uh, like daytime tickets and she wanted to use the value toward an annual pass. She was on the phone on hold for seven 
I think seven and or seven and a half hours. Woof. That's yep. That's what I said. Ooh, so not a flawless launch, but mm, dang, yeah. I've I, I've uh, if you're a longtime listener of the previous podcast, you know I was on hold for I think six hours trying to get Boobash tickets, and I literally called. I went back and looked in my phone history two hundred times before I could even be put on hold. So. Disney has kind of a track record of this stuff not going well, but in the scheme of things, I think this is a more positive than a negative outcome, particularly because you mentioned they do have the online aspect of it, which really helps, you know, not blow up their call center. Uh, But yeah, good job, Disney, except for the person who had to be on the phone for seven hours. (laughs) That sucks. I'd say good job, Disney, except for the prices, but you know, people are going to pay them. Uh huh. Yeah. There's that. That's, that's why it was good job, Disney with a question mark, by the way, good job, Disney with a question mark will be in the T public store too. Uh, But another (laughs) big news uh, piece, at least for me coming out of Walt Disney world, we're heading to the animal kingdom where expedition Everest is going to be entering a multi month refurb starting at the beginning of 2022 i believe it is shutting down on january 4th 2022 and will be reopening as of now mid-april and like i i know everybody loves flight of passage but to me the marquee attraction at walt disney world for me is expedition everest a because i love roller coasters b the Yeti is my dude. I love Disco Yeti. See, you can get on it pretty relatively easy where a flight of passage, that's not so much the case. But this is a big blow to Animal Kingdom, particularly if you are planning a trip in the first few months of 2022 because it's going to be without one of its marquee attractions. And of course, as soon as this news came out, everybody started speculating, are they finally going to fix the Yeti, because Joe Rody famously said at a D23 handful of years ago, he swears to us he will fix the Yeti. Of course, uh, Joe Rody has uh, retired uh, as he should. Joe Rody is the man, so enjoy your retirement. But <clears throat> Steffers, I don't think this is going to be the fix on the Yeti that some people are expecting. Just based on the time frame, it's being shut down. It's only four months, and they've talked about how if they really wanted to fix the Yeti and get it back into mode A, the mode that it moves at, I think I remember them saying they would have to like open up Expedition Everest and practically rebuild it from the inside. Well, my thing is, is with Disney, is four months really going to be four months, or is it going to be four months and, and then that turns into six? That's fair. You know, I don't think that they can really, like, as you said, this ride is one of the staple rides in Animal Kingdom. I don't think they can, aff- I mean, they can't afford whatever they want, but I don't think they can afford to have it closed that long because, like, who's going to go to Animal I mean, I know people are going to go to the Animal Kingdom anyway, but a lot of people really want to ride this ride when they go. Lewis, I am so sorry for mm-hmm. your trip. Yep. yep. Like, for me, Jackson loves Expedition Everest, and he'll ride it all day long. Safari is fine, but how are you going to make the whole day go? For me, gotta say, not not a fan. But I know that they have to, you know, fix it up, do some little refurb. I get it. (laughs) It also says for at least 
three months, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And and the fact that they have a definite shutdown date and then a definite reopen date, there does give some credence to what you're asking. Is it actually going to be mid-April? Is it going to go into mid-June, mid-September? Because I've, I'm a fan of the Animal Kingdom. Generally, whenever I'm heading down to the parks for, you know, a week or whatever, Animal Kingdom is always the first park that I go to just because I'm... I'm a big fan of pretty much everything at the Animal Kingdom. You did mention the safari. I am a big fan of the safari. I think a lot of people are going to have to become fans of the safari because unless you want to go stand in line for 85 minutes to 135 for flight of passage, there's kind of um, a lack of things to do when it comes to Animal Kingdom with uh, Disco Yete and Expedition Everest coming off the board. But as a fan of Expedition Everest, I'm looking forward to the refurb. I'm looking forward to them giving it some love, updating probably some of the cue, uh, some of the flair and feel of the attraction. But I do not think this is going to be the uh, much ballyhooed fixing of the Yeti that some people think it's going to be. Unless... Unless by some miracle they're like doing some back back end work, and then they just gotta bloop them in, you know? Ooh, ooh! I am a fan of the blooping. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, you said that they have to like take it apart. I don't. Maybe not, but it could be doing some back end stuff, and we could be very much surprised. I don't think I've actually ridden Expedition Everest with the yeti in it at all like i don't think i've ever noticed the yeti. i you know but that's just me i don't like backwards stuff the yetis the yeti's always been there but it's been i think they call it mode b where it just stands in yeah. place and then they flash lights at it to give the illusion of it moving of it swiping at your car because what made me think that they would have to re or open the entire mountain and build it from uh, from pretty much the ground up. I remember Joe Rody saying one of the issues was when the Yeti is in mode A and it is moving and swiping at the car, it's so big, cracks started to form in the foundation of the ride, which um, th that is not good. That no, is not I... good at all. You will have a bad time if, if stuff like that happens. Yeah, so I don't really pay attention with the Yeti, so, you know, I'll take your word for it. I don't like backwards, and eh, this ride gives me a panic attack, but I ride it anyway. I, I'm gonna say six months. I'm gonna say four to six months for this refurb. I don't think it's going, I don't think mid-April is going to happen. Yeah, that, that might be pie in the sky, but at the same time, I mean, Disney probably knows better than two random ding-dongs on the internet, so, uh, We'll take their word for it right now, right up until Steffers turns out to be right. So uh, staying in the Animal Kingdom, uh, Walt Disney World welcomed another new baby animal this week. It was announced on uh, Instagram from Dr. Mark Penning, who is the vice president of Disney's Animals, Science and Environment, uh, saying on Instagram, our team of animal care experts welcomed our newest baby animal to the family this morning, an adorable white rhino calf. White rhinos are endangered, so this birth is extra special for this incredible species. As of now, the calf whose weight and sex are not known yet is bonding backstage with first-time mom Jow. How sweet is that? And eventually the pair will join the other white rhinos at the park's Kilimanjaro Safari attraction. Uh, last few months, Disney has been uh, making babies. Animal babies, I need to mm -hmm. clarify. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> in July, of la uh, in July, they had a baby gorilla. Uh, and then in June, the park also welcomed a uh, 
male giraffe calf. So this is the third uh, new baby to join the animal kingdom this year. Uh, exciting news. I'm a big fan of the uh, Kilimanjaro Safari, as I stated earlier, and I'm a big fan of kind of how Disney is helping these endangered species, particularly in the white rhinos. And this white rhino calf is you. <laughs> well, it's I'm a baby saying. animal. All baby animals are mostly, mm. except birds. Yeah. Birds just look weird. Yeah, I can attest to that, yes. Especially <laughs> when they lay a nest in your uh, mailbox little newspaper holder thing, and oh, then they no. fly at you when you're getting your mail. <laughs> and then, like, their fluff kind of just... Yeah, it's that, fine. That, well, that's that, a, that, that seems unhandy <laughs> and, and, and slightly specific. Steffers, do you have a story you want to tell? Mm, or did you just this, tell? Yeah. Not, not for this podcast. <laughs> That's fine. We'll be fine. Uh, all right. Well, well, uh, I'm glad it ended up fine. But I also wanted to mention uh, in the previous podcast that I was on, uh, somebody would always try and say, hey, you need to name uh, name the uh, the new baby after the podcast. So it'd be like uh, Morning Monorail Podcast the Giraffe, which that's just ridiculous. They needed a better name. So, Disney, I am suggesting you name this White Rhino Calf. Does Does Disney, the podcast, The White Rhino. It rolls right off the tongue. We'll sell merchandise. Disney, we're making you money over here. Sure. Don't <laughs> listen to him. For the love of cheese, do not listen. Yeah, probably, probably for the best not to listen to me. But speaking of cheese, if you want to get some good cheese, you can head over to Epcot, eat around the world, because we got some news coming from Epcot. As this podcast drops, um, we are a week away from the opening of Space 220. We speculated last week that Zach Ridley, diddly do, uh, the ambassador and arbiter of all news when it, when it pertains to Space 220, would announce, uh, probably on his Instagram, because that's how news breaks these days, uh, a, a, a menu and prices and that didn't happen apparently so we are seven days out from uh, a launch of a new restaurant we don't even know what's going to be on the menu but in place of that we got some new concept art for the space elevator of space 220 um uh Space to uh, the Space 220 restaurant has shared a new piece of concept art that shows off the space elevator that will take guests 220 miles above the Earth to Centauri Space Station, where guests will have an out of this world dining experience. That from blogmickey.com. Um, it does look cool. And I'm I, confused. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm overall confused. How so? Because. We had the one concept art where you're standing standing in a circle. Oh, I guess this is the what the outside's supposed to look like. But like, who's seeing the outside of this elevator? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get, it, 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 it's probably just one of those like aesthetics. Like like when you're waiting um, to go into the restaurant, it's it's just on the outside. I mean, it's cool. It really ties it in. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna feel like I'm afraid of heights after this <laughs> ride, quote unquote, in this elevator. But the poster looks cool and yeah. very, um, what's it, retro, modern? Retro, what's, yeah. what? Retro, that's the word. I don't know what words are. It, it, it looks very similar to the look and feel of all the Epcot attraction posters. It has that, well, mm -hmm. Epcot look to it. And I'm a big fan of that look as well. And maybe one day when I win the lottery, I'll just have a room dedicated to nothing but those posters and I will continue to be single forever. But uh, the fact that we are still a week out from a new restaurant and we haven't even seen one thing on yeah. the menu doesn't really instill me with confidence. If I'm being completely well, honest, usually they do media events. Don't they? I think this is my speculation nation 
comment. <laughs> they they were too invested in the Remy previews that this week is the week for for uh, Space Two Twenty to shine. Maybe. I mean, hopefully. That, that, yeah, hopefully, because that makes sense because they're kind of running out of time to do any sort of media previews, get the information out there before it's just like, hey, guess what? Uh, you can go get a space martini, you ding dongs, and eat space chicken nuggets and stuff. Space I, chicken. Are you? This is why you don't work in food service. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know. But you can't make a reservation yet, right? No. Mm-mm. Still I'm not available for uh, for ADRs, yeah. Which, oh boy, can you imagine what it's going to look like one week from today on the twentieth when this thing goes live? Well, you can't just have walk-ups. Come on, Disney, what are you? Or no. are they going to have walk-ups? That is not. That's not going to be a good look, Disney. Come on. And and quite <laughs> frankly, I mean, I don't know if I want a bunch of people queuing up to stand in line to go into a restaurant right now. I mean that, and I just don't want to stand in a line when I can just go on a ride and stand in that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Do you want to stand in line to go into a restaurant, or do you want to stand in line to ride something like Test Track or Frozen or, or Living with the yeah, Land? Even though you won't have to stand in line for Living with the Land, but it's now open, so yay, Living with the Land. Unique themed dining. We got nothing, guys. We got absolutely yeah. nothing on this, and it's a week out, so. Uh, Good luck, I suppose. But uh, you did mention how you feel that they were focused on the uh, mm-hmm. previews for Remy. And we had a man on the inside who was able to enjoy the uh, attraction with his family. Uh, I don't want to give away his identification, so we'll just call him Schmushkin Schmonerail. Uh, he was able to take his daughter... Uh, uh, Shmushmina monorail on the uh, on the Remy attraction. Who Shmushmina, as we all know from a previous podcast, was a big fan of Ratatouille and Remy in particular. So I straight up asked him, "It's like, what are your thoughts on the Remy's Ratatouille ride?" And this is what he said: "It was kind of a blur. I was paying a lot of attention to McKenna's reaction, and she loved it. So if you are a fan of Ratatouille, you will enjoy this attraction." There were a couple brief moments that started to trigger my motion sickness, so I had to close my eyes. Uh, what I can clearly remember, it was fun, but the style of ride makes me sort of compare it to Spider-Man or Transformers at Universal, and it's not as good as either of those. I guess it's sort of like a kid's version of those rides. It's cute enough, and I'd like to do it again. Oh, and there is also a lot of dialogue in both French and English, and I couldn't really hear or understand most of it. So, Oh, yeah, that's not... I did not... That's not the review I was really anticipating, to be yeah, honest I was, with you. I was, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. I, I will mean, say, for the folks at home, I heard that this is literally the same ride as it is in Paris, just in English. Mm-hmm. Or I guess in in Fring, Fringlish? Fringlish. I really tried there. Professor <laughs> Fringlish is my favorite character on The Simpsons. Wow. Schmustin didn't like it that much, it sounded like. I mean, he said it was fun, but I I don't mm. know if his expectations mm. were too high or what. Because, I mean, he said he would do it again, but it wasn't the glowing review I was expecting. I thought, yeah, neither did I. I mean, I didn't expect glowing because everyone kind of knew what the ride was going to be, especially if they've been to Paris. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I thought, like, when I was thinking of this ride, I was thinking Mickey's Runaway Railway type or even, like, a rise but probably not as good as rise 
not Spider-Man and Transform. I mean, I love Universal, don't get me wrong, and I love me some Spider-Man. But though I didn't watch any spoilers because I just didn't want to know anything about the ride. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. But I now I was trying to figure out why he got motion sickness when he rides Rise all the time and he rides Mickey and Minnie's. But if it's like Spider-Man and Transformers, then there's a there's a reason that you're getting <laughs> sick. But there's also the glasses, and the glasses I think really mess up a lot of people. Interesting. I'm. I mean, like like speaking on Spider-Man and Transformers. Spider-Man is still one of my favorite rides of all time. Doesn't make me motion sick. Transformers does to the point where after I'm done on Transformers, I have to go sit on a bench and be like, oh, all Which right. It's funny because it's the same. Yeah, and for some reason, it, it one one hits me way harder than the other. But uh, yeah, I am kind of with you. Not the review I was expecting from Remy's. It still sounds like a good ride. Still sounds like something I'm definitely going to do when I'm down in October. Uh, maybe I mean, you have to. Yeah, it, 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 it's a new Disney attraction. Come on, Ding Dongs, I gotta. And I think I'm gonna have to do the Lightning Lane stuff. Kachow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, that we, We've already talked about that. Uh, and staying in Epcot, in the World Showcase, uh, a big holiday tradition that some people are a big fan of announced that it will be returning this November and December. It's the Epcot Candlelight Processional. Um, I don't Ooh. I don't believe any of the uh, guest celebrity narrators have been announced at this point. But uh, for those unfamiliar, the Candlelight Processional is the telling of the Christmas story by a celebrity narrator and is uh, sung uh, with music by a mass choir performed by a 50-piece live orchestra. And it's one of the components of the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, which includes World Showcase Storytellers and the Holiday Kitchen Food Booth. So uh, I, I've never personally taken in the Candlelight Processional, so I... It, it, it's not something that moves the needle for me, but I know there's a lot of people out there who this is part of their celebration of the holidays. This is part of their Christmas tradition. So I'm excited that it is coming back for those people. But for me, it's like, okay, cool. I'm, I, I'm happy for you, but I doubt I'll be there. Same. Well, I'll be there, but I won't be there there. You know exactly. I'm yeah. I'm being Epcot, but doing other things. I totally like get that. Frozen hot chocolate martini. Ooh, that, that sounds good. Oh, it was so good. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. But at the same time, this is something that will be drawing crowds uh, during its three showings, uh, likely to occur speculating from uh, Disney tourist blog, uh, probably 5 p.m., 6.45, and then the finale of the evening will probably be 8.15. But, but this is, like I said, this is something that a lot of people are drawn to, so it will take crowds away from other parts of the park, particularly if you want to try and get on Remy, like we were talking about. If you want to get on Frozen, Test Track, Living with the Land, okay, it, you, you can get on Living with the Land regardless, but you should go get on Living with the Land. Correct, can confirm. And uh, let's see. Hold on. We're backtracking. We're going to backtrack. Okay. We are backtracking. We are putting this podcast in reverse. Uh, really? Not really. I was just trying to draw a parallel here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are not putting this podcast in reverse. It's more like diagonal. Anyway, while we, are, while we were talking about Rise, I forgot to mention that there is a new change. It's not really new, but it's kind of just a change. Starting one hour before boarding groups open, which is usually at 7 a.m., guests can now open up My Disney Experience and confirm the party that they want to get a Rise of the Resistance boarding group for. I know for me, 
that was one of the most anxiety inducing things where I that's why I never do my boarding groups because I don't want to have to choose everyone and then go too slow and then miss out on a boarding group. So I feel like this is a helpful little tidbit for our friends at home. Or not. Yeah. And and this is, uh, it's worth noting, you do not have to uh, perform the uh, confirmed party right at 6 a.m. It just becomes an option at the time. So you can move around your party, make sure, oh, crap, uh, Frank isn't here. I need to add him so we can mm. try and, and get that. I mean, I get that. It's like when I was down earlier this year, that was probably the most like, okay, it's go time. Adrenaline's pumping. Let's ready to rock. I'm on my iPad. I'm on my iPhone. I'm refreshing both constantly. Seven o'clock. Go, 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 go. So I... I, I definitely get the uh, wanting to make it as easy as possible, but uh, but just make sure uh, that everybody that you want to get a boarding group with your My Disney experiences are connected, so you can have that My Disney experience together. But yes, uh, honestly, any anything that they can do to make it easier for you to get that boarding group, I'm I'm all for. And by the way, Rise of the Resistance won what three golden ticket awards this week? I don't know what that means, but it's yes, a, can it, confirm. It, it's an award show for amusement. Willy Wonka. Art. Yes, oh. yes, it's a Willy Wonka um, <laughs> award show. <laughs> but uh, uh, speaking of golden things. On the other side of the break, uh, some golden statues have been popping up around the Walt Disney World Resort to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the most magical place on Earth. And we now know all 50 characters that will be getting those golden statues to celebrate the 50th. So uh, when we get back, we'll talk about who made the cut, where they are, and also some Happy Meal toys because because I'm a I'm a child of the '90s and I grew up on Happy Meals and I have a body built by fast food and I I'm I'm a man baby who collects toys so we'll talk all about that on the other side. How was that for a tea, Steffers? That was something. Yeah, and and remember, I do this for a living. So uh, keep it locked. You're listening to Daz Does Disney right here, and uh, you can't go anywhere. We already have your download. So see you. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. 
And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that. Welcome back to Dodge Does Disney. I'm still the Dodge. She's still Steffers. And uh, we got to see some, I guess, celebration preview of the Fab 50 of the 50th anniversary coming to the Walt Disney World Resort as this week. They've been long talked about. We've seen pictures of them on social. We've seen pictures of them on Disney's blog. The Fab 50 golden statues of characters have started making their appearance. And it's notable because we got our 50th and final announcement in Tinkerbell saying that she was going to give her very own statue and she's now out in the wild. So uh, we now know who made the cut and uh, where they are located. So I am going to rattle them all off to the tune of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. No, no, I'm actually not going to do that. That that, that would be ridiculous. Uh, we'll start in the uh, Magic Kingdom. Uh, Goofy is going to be in front of Cinderella's castle in the hub. Uh, Goofy, of course, clearly made it. Uh, Lumiere and Cogsworth actually don't see a location. So this is off to a hot start. Uh, Daisy Duck is also going to be with Goofy in front of Cinderella's castle. Uh, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet too is going to be in the gardens near okay. Crystal Palace and the Adventure Land entrance. Do you see how adorable these two look? Because uh-huh. I love me some Piglet, but look at their cute little hug. Yep, yep. You can tell they're friends. I mean, they kind of like each other, don't you think? I would imagine so, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but you but also it, forgot Mickey. Mickey was at the top of this list, and you know, I he's think there we too. all assumed that Mickey Mouse. Okay, was make we the can't cut. assume. We cannot assume. Landon. Fair enough. Also, uh, Mickey will also be in the uh, front of the Cinderella's castle in the hub with Goofy and uh, Daisy. Uh, Thank you. Too. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, feel free to jump in. I, I don't want to be the one just rattling these off. Uh, uh, we got the Cheshire Cat. Uh, no location known at this point, according to where. Uh, where would they put the Cheshire Cat? Shouldn't that be an Epcot? No, I would uh, Alice in Wonderland. I would uh, maybe maybe around the uh, the teacups. Oh, teacups! You're smart. This is uh, why Landon is the mastermind behind this show. Well, I'm stealing the next one because he is so cute. Hats <laughs> off to Donald Duck, who's going to also be in the hub in front of Cinderella's castle. If you don't know, he has his hat off, and he's that's why you it. said hats off. That's great. Stuff. I know, but then I realized it was an audio, not a video, so you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see me, and that's okay with me okay and then you have a mad hatter statue also coming to magic kingdom so are they gonna do a mad hatter cheshire cat wombo combo by the teacups i mean that's a possibility they uh they're teaming up uh winnie the pooh and piglet uh they're teaming up lumiere and cogsworth so maybe uh maybe they're like two separate so they're gonna be two separate but in the same spot Maybe, I don't know if they'll be in the same spot. Maybe it'll be a similar situation like uh, Donald, Mickey, and Goofy, and Daisy. They're all in the hub spread out from each other. Fine. I guess. I guess that's big enough. 
That's and, fine. And then we got an orange bird statue, which I'm a big fan of orange bird. Uh, I would assume that's in Epcot. No, that's in Magic Kingdom too. Really? Wow. Okay. That's, yeah, I don't that's think we've hit. Surprising. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, next to that place uh, with the oranges, there's a place with oranges. I just can't remember what it's called. <laughs> yeah, the orange place. Yeah, yeah. I love know. the orange place. It's the restaurant. There's oh, a restaurant. Oh, I quit. All right, that's fine. <laughs> then in the hub as well, near the Fantasyland walkway, there is Dumbo and Timothy Mouse. And they're so cute because the little trunk and then Timothy Mouse is on the top of the trunk and then hats off again because... That is a really cool statue. I, I, I enjoy that it's not as... Uh, What's the word? Like metallic-y, shiny looking. I like that it's very muted, but still. Yeah, like uh, seeing them out in the wild as opposed to the uh, announcement pictures where mm -hmm. in the announcement pictures, they are like, okay, they are gold. You could see them things from space, maybe space 220. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I do like, I, I think the way you described it, the more muted look, it, mm -hmm. it makes it look classier. I, 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 I love it. Uh -huh. I and, think it's more on brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, and and from the pictures that they've put out, I I definitely prefer the the look of the muted as opposed to the like iridescent gold look. And uh, I'm a big fan of Chip and Dale, and they will be in front of Cinderella's Castle in the hub as well. Apparently, the hub is just a happening place for these uh, Fab Fifty characters. I and mean, not the next one. No, no, he has his very own spot, and I have to say, seeing that picture in the wild, I think. I think this is my early favorite. candidate for my favorite mm -hmm. of the 50. It's Stitch on the, what was it, the purple wall? Um, I think so. I'm going to confirm that right now. But Theme Park Rob, shout out for sharing yes. that photo. Yes, that is such a great photo that he took. Uh, friend yep. of the show, uh, Theme Park Rob, in front of the purple wall, Stitch mounted on the wall with the 50th logo in his that mouth. Looks like it. So... Fantastic. Well, while you confirm where Stitch is, we also have a boo from mm -hmm. uh, Aladdin, apparently also in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, no location on Abu, but he is a, a cheeky little monkey. So who knows where he'll end up being? Uh, maybe, maybe in front of those or around uh, the spitting camels for the Aladdin uh, carpet ride. I mean, that would make the most sense. But it, the hub is a really uh, recurring theme here. So... Mm. They can't put everything in the hub, just most of the things mm. in the hub. Like, for example, <laughs> Gus and Jock, they're not in the hub in front of uh, Cinderella's castle. They're at the right turret in front of Cinderella's castle. So, uh, yeah, uh, that makes Loopholes. sense. Uh, Cinderella characters being in front of Cinderella's castle. Uh, Minnie mm -hmm. Mouse, speaking of the hub, will be in front of Cinderella's castle in the hub. Okay, so but look at the details on her little polka dots. That's cute. Yeah, that's strong. That's, that's, that's a good looking statue. Why those shoes? Uh, then cute. we got a uh, Pinoc Pinocchio. Uh, no location in this post, but I have to assume it's. He going literally is. He has his own restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which which uh, which Jay gave a glowing review to, if you remember. Uh, but I would oh, imagine yes. he will uh, be close to his restaurant. Um, and then Pluto and Goofy are side by side on the in the hub in front I, of the castle oh, as well. Mm. Okay, what? I know I said I think Stitch is going to be my favorite. That Pluto no. statue okay. is awesome. Yeah, but boy. like Stitch is on the wall, which like, that's pretty, that's pretty cute. That like is pretty, but, but, but Pluto's a good boy. Look how happy he is. I mean, looks, 
Yeah, okay, fine. I mean, I can't say no to a dog. Exactly. Well, well, you will continue to not say no to dogs because next up we have Lady oh. and the Tramp and it is in the town square. Both the Lady and the Tramp hanging out together as they should. Look at those looks. Look at those longing looks. That's cute. Y'all cute. <laughs> and then Tinkerbell is on the west side of the hub near li- near the Liberty Square walkway. I hope. I wish they zoomed out a little bit so I can kind of see a better glimpse. But it looks like she's in a tree. Like uh, she's, coming out of a tree. She's kind of on top of a pole. And I did see a shot of it where it was pulled back. At first, I'm like what am i looking at this this is a uh, fab 50 character statue that is going to be very easy to overlook so just fyi oh. you're gonna have to really believe and be on the lookout uh to see tink oh. in uh the liberty square walkway or or to the west side of the hub once west again side. everything goes back to the hub and that's all the characters that are in magic kingdom again i'm kind of surprised that orange bird is in the magic kingdom just because i i associate him with epcot the most because uh you know he seems to be an unofficial character for all the food and wine festival stuff uh but speaking of epcot we're heading over to epcot and we're kicking it off with dante from uh pixar's uh oh go ahead Sunshine Tree Terrace. There that's it where, is. That's there where Orange Bird's going. There I knew it is. I'd get there. Knew it. Steffers gets points. It's like at I midnight do. again. All right. But uh, Coco. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... We're yeah heading to Epcot. We're kicking it off with uh, Pixar's Coco. Uh, Dante the dog. I assume that will be near the Mexico Pavilion. If I had safe assumption. If if you had to guess, and then we're following it up with Figment because oh. if they didn't have a Figment statue, I probably would. I don't know what legally I could do. We would burn down Spaceship Earth. It's a little dramatic, but (laughs) yes. Uh, I'm Figment. Y'all already know where Figment's going. I don't don't think we have to tell you where Figment's going. Um, Also, Olaf and Bruni. Come come on. I can't wait to see this one in person. I hope Bruni comes out a little bit better because this picture does not do Bruni justice. It really doesn't. Like it really looks like a weird random gold speck. And then you realize, oh wait, that is Bruni. So uh, yeah, right now, uh, just the concept art for the ones in Epcot so far, but uh, looking forward to seeing that in the wild. And uh, this one kind of caught me by surprise. This is a present in Epcot for future Epcot, but not present Epcot. It's Rocket and Groot. Groot. Yes, he is Groot, Steffers. But and yeah, I love Groot. And I, I, I think it's a safe assumption it will go around where the Guardians of the Galaxy ride will be opening. But again, emphasis on the opening, not currently open. I'm kind of surprised that this is getting a statue. I mean, if you think about it and you go through all the lists, can you really think of something else that would replace it? I feel like they hit almost every character. They could have Possibly. gotten Ellen DeGeneres from the uh, from uh, her ride. They could have just recreated that horrific animatronic of Ellen in gold form. Moving on, <laughs> there will also be a Miguel gold statue coming to Epcot, presumably where Dante is going to be near the Mexico Pavilion. I can't confirm nor deny because this article does not outline where they're going because Disney probably didn't tell us yet. That would be Sorry. cool if he was inside the Mexican pavilion. Like He it, might it, be. In, in that little opening, uh, that first area that kind of uh, tells you about a Mexican Day of the Dead and, 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 and how, they, how they honor their uh, ancestors. I think that would be a perfect spot for him. I mean, 
true, but also a perfect spot for Dante. Mm-hmm. It's a dog, so you kind of have to air condition your dog. I'm just saying. <laughs> just say- oh, wait, that but the true. next one is also tying in things that aren't open yet. Pua and Hey Hey are coming, but hey, the hey. Moana. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. But the Moana experience thingy journey to water i don't whatever it's called i genuinely have no idea what's happening in epcot right now but this isn't open yet (laughs) i don't think disney knows what's happening in epcot if we're being completely honest (laughs) but i think this is cute hey hey Mm -hmm. is on top of pua i love me some pua this might be my close second favorite next to stitch that's I, fine. Yeah, I do want to see it into the wild, and I know some people are like, "Well, why didn't why didn't you get uh, the rocks character from uh, from Moana?" Maui. Yes, Maui. Uh, I'm glad they went with Pua and Hey Hey because I do think animals are cuter. Yes, That's exactly. Just... Well, I don't know. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a pretty cute man, according to People Magazine. He's the number one reason to live in America, and I'm not even kidding when I say that. Why are you reading People magazine? I don't. It was it was a clip mm-hmm. that I found out about uh-huh. it. It worked. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my subscription to People magazine anymore. We're heading to Hollywood Studio and we're kicking it off with Edna Mode. She looks sassy. Look at that. Look at that face. Well, it's sassy. Edna Mode. Mm-hmm. I know, but you can Even feel the statue, sass. She's oozing sass, and it won't be nearly as terrifying as that uh, meet and, or character meet and greet they had a few years ago with that horrific Edna Mode mask. That thing still haunts my nightmares. I'm going to take your word for it, and I'm going to move on to something happier and lighter. We have Joe Gardner from Soul. That's and his awesome. Piano. Yes, the inclusion of the and piano. And Bench. Oh. oh, he's on a bench and a, and he has this. Ooh, look at that! Oh, the hair on my arm is standing up. Like, like I, I think this is going to be in the running for one of the uh, one of the better uh, statues. And again, these and this are looks all just the most concept. intricate. Yes. Yeah. Man, can you just thinking of of, of the little niche work on the on the piano mm-hmm. and the keys? Ooh, ooh, that I cannot wait to see that thing in the wild. Where are we putting this, guys? But, but Edna Mode will probably go. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. probably Say the Incredicoaster. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, the, the Incredicoaster is on the left coast, but I'm guessing they'll put Edna Mode where they had the uh, incredible meet and greet because I, I still think Frozone uh, was a me- uh, meetable character, but uh, COVID might have changed that. I'm going to speculate that. Joe Gardner, I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. Where are you putting Joe? Because you got to put him somewhere good. I mean, probably you'll probably put him around Toy Story Land because it is a Pixar movie, so they'll be able to say it's it's related. No, I, I don't wrong. know if I agree with that, but I think wrong. that I, I think that might be where it ends up. I mean, you can say that, but the real stars of Toy Story Land are Woody and Bo Peep, which oh, are some of the to- stars from Toy Story, yes. Well, this is the options that they give us. So right now they're the stars. <laughs> Calm nice. down. All right. So they will probably go in Toy Story Land. Bo Peep has her little, little wrangler, a little sticky stick. stick. It's interesting they went with the Toy Story 4 look of Bo Peep as opposed to the original uh, look she had in uh, Toy Story 1. Because she's more of a, mm, uh, I can't think of a word that's not saying something uh, inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dance, Steffers, dance. (laughs) <laughs> he just is more female empowerment. There That's... we go. Nice save. You don't try. <laughs> I trash. Yeah, she was more, you know, independent. 
in the fourth movie than she and, was and, and, at and, the beginning. And, and I totally get that. Still, still kind of surprising they went with that route. But uh, but I I do see why they went with that. And then they uh, another no brainer R two D two. I he's he's he's. If he's, you didn't do R two D two, I probably also would have sued or punched somebody. We would have burned down Spaceship Earth again. No, we, we'd have to burn down Tower of Terror. Nope, it's Spaceship Earth. Okay. <laughs> so this one, to me, does not make sense, but like it, it kind of makes sense, but it doesn't really make sense. Flounder and Sebastian. They have the Little Mermaid show, right? They, they have a did show? have the show okay. in Hollywood so why, Studios, but that's been shut down since. So why are you putting Flounder and Sebastian in Hollywood Studios when you should be putting it in Fantasyland by our girls' ride? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I, I guess it could be a tip of the cap to the history of no. Hollywood Studio, but Wrong. I mean, like this is this is a show that was shut down. I want to say within the last year. I mean, it's it's a relatively recent uh, subtraction from Hollywood Studio, and I was a big fan of that show. I, I thought it was a very cool show but yeah uh flounder and sebastian i feel are gonna be a little out of place when it comes to hollywood studios and uh where do you put them i guess you put them where the show was to remind people hey you can't go watch that show anymore you have no choice at this point i'm just saying i'm just saying and then we're moving back to galaxy's edge with bb8 obviously i why they didn't put these together in the article i will never understand I, also is bb8 have something coming out of bb8 He's oh. uh, he's doing his uh, flame uh, flame thumbs up that he did in um, episode seven when everyone gotcha. realized they wanted a BB-8 because it's cute. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I mean, I'm always an R2D2 fan, so oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm not faced. Life. Yeah, I'm not I'm not faced by this conversation. And then and then Baby Yoda came along and stole our hearts, and I refused to call it yogurt or whatever its name is. Rogu. I'm yeah, gonna... that thing. I'm surprised that they didn't do face characters at all yoda chewy you are right oh they didn't do a chew that's a bummer mm -mm. that's what i was yeah i was thinking they would be like a wombo combo chewy r2d2 type of situation mm. that, that is an interesting choice that they made i guess i guess they figure it's easier to capture um animated looks as opposed to a a human character and or I don't know. I mean, yeah. or, or they just decided Frozone was just more important than Chewbacca. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like it's like I I love The Incredibles. It's probably my favorite Pixar franchise. But Frozone, The Incredibles get two representations in Edna Mode and Frozone of all people. No Mr. Incredible, no Mrs. Incredible, not even Jack Jack. Um, there are probably reasons that they've done that. But... I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are reasons, but uh, kind of don't make sense to me yeah yeah they they really kind of don't make sense and i assume frozone will end up uh adjacent to a, wherever edna mode goes probably in the area where they did have those character meeting reads genuinely interested to see their logic i wonder once they place them i'd be like oh yeah that's why they're they're in this spot or something like i hope mm -hmm. it clicks and i hope it makes sense i just that's my worry. It's I fine. would love, I, I, I doubt they'll do this. This is just me wanting to wish something into existence. I would love if they went on Disney Plus and did almost a documentary in the making of these 50 statues, who made the cut and where they go. I think that behind That'd the That'd be easy look, watching. Exactly. That, and that sounds so awesome. Even if I did just come up with it. I mean, because you're on the fly thinker or something. <laughs> We're going to move on to Animal Kingdom. 
You know what? I'm willing to speculate. A lot of these statues going to be animal based. Maybe animals. Mm. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I mean, the first one up or first two up are Timon and Pumbaa. Shocker. <laughs> if anyone was surprised by this, where have you been? Have you ever visited Animal Kingdom? <laughs> the next one doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Nemo and Dory. No, oh, I, I, I definitely think it has a spot in Animal Kingdom because much like... Because uh, Timon- they're animals? No, uh, much like Timon and Pumbaa, there are live action shows, Festival of the Lion King, and then there is a Finding Nemo live show as well. I don't think the Finding Nemo... That's ne- an Epcot, isn't it? No, no, that's an Animal Kingdom. It's uh, just right down the road from uh, Expedition Everest. So once they shut down Disco Yate, maybe you can go check out the Nemo show. I don't think it's as good as Festival of the Lion King, but it is air conditioned and they have some really killer puppet work. So uh, I, I assume it will be close to uh, that show. Just just me though. But at the same time, I could also see it having a spot in Epcot because they that's, have the ride there and they have an actual yeah. full-blown dadgum aquarium. So Well, that's okay. So that's where I was going. I didn't actually realize there was a Nemo show in Animal Kingdom. And now I am, because I knew about the... Kevin show and the festival. Oh, the birds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the birds and the. I'm I'm really confirming that there's a show, and you're lying to me. No, I watched it. I was like, I was really <laughs> close up to the stage, and I looked around me, and I saw I was surrounded by families with their small children, and then there's just me, this single weirdo beardo dude. It's like, oh, this is a really good look for me. But, you know, I I go through that several times when I'm down in uh, Walt Disney World. I swear to you, there is a Finding Nemo show in Animal Kingdom. All of our friends that are listening to this, can someone can someone tag me in something about this show? <laughs> because not that I don't believe Landon, but why is but that? But you don't anywhere? believe Landon. I get it. No. <laughs> going back to the Lion King, though, Simba is also going to be a Fab 50 character sculpture coming Simba, to Animal Kingdom. Too. Oh, yes, young somebody didn't really think to put that one together. So thank you, Landon, for that little The JTT little version. The, Jonathan now I'm leaving Thomas. that one. I've That went right over my head because. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. You're, you're young. Yeah. I'm 26. But speaking of uh, young, the opposite of it is Bambi and Thumper uh, in Animal Kingdom. I get their animals. Kind of really would have thought they would have been better off in Magic Kingdom because they're kind of. Fantasyland? Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. I'm glad that we're on the same page here. But it, it it is a combination of, again, this is concept art from the statue. They look cool. I'm uh, interested to see them in the wild as uh, Thumper is uh, pointing at Bambi, who has a uh, butterfly on the tail. So, neat. And uh, that's that's the end of our list. Uh, Steffers, off the top of your head, I'm going to put you on the spot. What are your favorite uh, statues you're looking forward to seeing and anybody you think should have been included? Mulan always should be included. I would have accepted yes. Mushu and Kriki. Ooh. It's fine. We're not. It's fine. Yeah. How do we. Mm. Mm. Yep. No. A Mushu statue would have been awesome. That would have been so cool. A Mushu holding a little teapot with a Kriki in it. I'm just saying that was all I wow. wanted, but wow. everyone hates me. <laughs> everyone hates me. It's fine. The mainstream Frozen gets. Let's not discuss that. My favorites Stitch. And Pua and Hey Hey probably are like my top two. Okay. Uh, I want to see them in person because, well, R2D2 is just like a classic, my favorite character type of thing. But really, 
I got to see the real in-person look because this really shiny gold that they have going on in these photos don't do it justice, Mm-mm. I feel like. And plus, we already mm-hmm. discussed seeing uh-huh. them in the wild with that more muted look looks mm-hmm. better. So, yeah, I- yeah, and then they add details, too. Like, Minnie in the concept art doesn't have her polka dots, or maybe she does, and I can't see it. And then in the live the live form, the true form, she's real mm-hmm. classed up. Kind. Looks good. Mm-hmm. She looks... Mm-hmm. That girl <laughs> looks good. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, I will. Those are my e- top two. I will echo your stitch choice. That's probably my first one, but I want to see that Joe Gardner statue in Hollywood Studio. I think that is going to look so awesome. So those are my top two. I also uh, would uh, give a tip of the cap to uh, Pua and Hey Hey as well. But uh, so if, if if you had to choose from one of the three, uh, the uh, Fab Fifty character statues, it's A. I must see them all. B. Cool. Might check them out. Or C. Not going out of my way. Where would you fall, Steffers? And why? It depends on the park I'm in. So if I'm at Magic Kingdom, I would probably only see a handful of them. Only because typically at Magic Kingdom, I'm go, go, go. Got to get on some rides. Epcot probably would check out almost all of them. Mostly because where they should be, I will probably be going by anyway. Animal Kingdom, I have to figure out where they're putting these things. Because uh, I just I feel like I've seen... The artwork for Lion King, and I've seen, you know, I feel like it's all been done more or less before. And the Hollywood Studios ones, I would love to see because I think they're, they pick some pretty solid choices for sure. Some of them I don't understand why they're, but I love Flounder, I love R2. I'm just saying, I love my my old friends. I get that. Well, the reason I ask is because I put that poll on the Twitter. Uh, follow uh, the show on Twitter at Does Does Disney, and fifty percent of the votes they must see them all. So uh, I, I kind of felt it was kind of a hot takes, kind of a cheap uh, tweet to put out and ask, but. I was surprised in second place with 33% of the vote not going out of my way. So for some people, the uh, the Fab 50 uh, character statues don't really move the needle, which I'm, I'm wondering if those who voted that option, they'll change their mind once they're in the park and they can see them with their own eyes. Because seeing the concept art and then seeing them in real life I think I think changed my opinion of them as well. It's like I feel like when I'm down in October, it's not going to be something. All right, I got to get up and and you know check uh, do do a check box and make sure I see every one of them. But if I'm in an area like if I'm in Fantasyland, it's like oh yeah, that statue is is right over there. I'm, I'm definitely going to go check it out because I think I think seeing them in the wild looks so much better than the concept art. I agree, and I think the main thing with people is that when you're going for the 50th anniversary, or at least this is my in my head, I'm there for the rides, I'm there for the new stuff that they release, the new foods, the new this, the new mm-hmm. that. So like a new statue that I would just kind of look at <laughs> might not be at the top of my list. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think that they're really well done, and I would like to see like a behind the scenes look of how these were made i don't remember if you said that live or not live but i would be down to watch something like that oh it was totally live because it was such a great idea i i think that would be such a fun watch it's almost like uh 
if you're a fantasy football fan, uh, ESPN does an article where they get all their football minds in the spring and they put together their top or their rankings of the players and their reasoning behind why Christian McCaffrey is the number one overall pick or why uh, Joe Burrow is uh, should be ranked lower than like uh, Ryan Tannehill or something like that. I, I'm a big honk for the behind the scenes aspect of this. And I would love for them to release a list of characters that were possibly down for a statue that didn't make the cut and why. I think that would be an incredible read, an, inc an incredible documentary series. So Disney, do it. Once again, we are giving you golden ideas. First, we give you Does, Does Disney, the podcast, The White Rhino. Now we're giving you this. We are practically helping Disney be better. You're welcome. For free. For free. But something that's not free is Happy Meals from McDonald's. And I'm not going to lie, the last time there were Disney toys in Happy Meals, me being a grown man, I bought way more Happy Meals than I probably should have, to the point where even my mom was traveling around town asking McDonald's which toys they had. So it was like I was uh, 11 years old again, and my mom was driving all over East Tennessee to get Beanie Babies out of uh, McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Aww, Beanie Babies. My mom recently, quick, quick sidebar. My mom recently found a box of Beanie Babies in the attic. And she's like, Landon, do you think these are worth anything? I'm like, mom, probably not. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you thought you were going to be able to pay for uh, my college by selling Beanie Babies. I would buy a Beanie Baby. Well, I have some if if if, uh, if you want to throw some dollary dues at me. I will, I, will, I will send you a Beanie Baby. Okay, we'll talk offline. Yeah, absolutely. Also, listeners, if you want to buy my Beanie Babies, let me know because they're literally taking up space in my mom's attic. But uh, starting on September 4th for a limited time at participating restaurants nationwide. Oh, there's a Mitch Hedberg joke I want to make so bad. Uh, customers who order a Happy Meal will receive a never-before-seen toy to celebrate the 50 years of the most magical place on Earth. From the cheery Olaf to the unforgettable Mickey Mouse, each Happy Meal will feature one of 50 different figurines of fan-favorite Disney characters from over the years while supplies last. And a few will be donning the 50th anniversary celebration iridescent fashions. I think you said the 4th, but you meant the 14th. Yes, September, Starting September 14th. 14th. September right, 14th. Just, just want to clarify so, for the folks at home. Yeah, good call because uh, this episode drops on the 13th. The 14th is tomorrow, so uh, you can be a grown adult and go on your lunch break and buy several Happy Meals. Okay, so this is my beef with this situation. Now nah, the beef is going to be the burger you get in your Happy Meal. I'm ignoring Landon. Anyway, the beef I have with this is remember... You all will remember because I'm the youngest one that listens to this podcast and does this podcast. Remember when McDonald's used to give you glassware oh, and like yeah. Pokemon balls uh -huh. and like golden card things and, you know, useful things? Mm -hmm. I would I would I would pay good money for a set of the Batman Forever uh, McDonald's cups. They would be so classy. I would serve them at That's, dinner parties. What are you getting? You're getting a figurine for a Happy Meal understand inflation money i get it mm, i don't get it come on you can buy these at like target as a set maybe not the iridescent fashions that mickey and minnie seem to be wearing but come on 
I will say I was a fan of the last Disney uh, toys that dropped in Happy Meals, uh, celebrating the launch of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. They had uh, you oh. could you could you could make a cart of them, uh, kind of similar to the ride on uh, Runaway Railway. But I I was a big fan of those, so I'm excited okay. to see uh, what uh, what they'll solid. actually look like. These are just little pedestal dudes. Come come on. I mean, I understand. Yes, they're not as useful as say a cup but at the same time as a giant man baby who has tons of little plastic figurines throughout his condo i'm fine adding more to that yeah okay <laughs> fine fine but hear me out hear me out it's the 50th anniversary of disney y'all can't do something better than these little figurines i'm just it's fine i'm really not mad they'll be cute on like a shelf I guess you get well. Maybe, maybe this will do something for you because uh, mm -hmm. they're gonna be giving away once in a lifetime 50th anniversary celebration trips to the Walt Disney World Resort beginning in August and lasting through 2022. That do anything Ooh. for you? <laughs> I mean, none of us are, are, are gonna win, but but it's out there, so correct. I mean, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at this packaging here yeah it looks like everyone that's a double becomes a single in terms of like bruni is separate mm -hmm. uh pua is separate which is fine piglet it's fine. they look cute don't get me wrong they look cute but when you're an adult you like make them a little bigger maybe they just look really small and i mean they are sad. they are gonna be small i mean just just based on the scale of uh what they did for the runaway railway stuff that stuff was somewhat on the on the small yeah, scale they connect and they're like cute and they like move they do things. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't disagree. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to the uh, box that the Happy Meal itself comes in, though I don't see any of those anymore. It's all just thrown into a bag. It's, yeah, I was uh, going to say, do yeah. they do that anymore? No, I, not around here they don't. But uh, if you are in an area that still has the boxes for Happy Meals, it's going to be Cinderella's Castle lit up like it is for the 50th anniversary. See, I, think I would keep the bag or the box. Mm -hmm. the, I would keep this picture thing that's what i would do i would yeah. frame mm -hmm. it i would like ask for one that's not has grease on it and then i would frame <laughs> it and put it on my wall Ooh, even better if you could get one that isn't folded yet then you could then you could frame it that I'd be well pretty... when they come in in uh, if i'm correct because i used to work in food service i think they're like flattened but they're like but it's not like it's like how it is in this photo it's straight and it's just packed into a box so I think that that's possible. And then they have a the little handle dingling dangling on top. <laughs> Using technical terms, of course. Uh, correct. Yeah, always. Um, I just, I'm underwhelmed with this, but also I will keep my reservations until they're in person and someone posts a picture on it and someone buys 20 Happy Meals just to get all mm -hmm. of the figurines. I mean, I'm, it's 50, right? So like... Uh, you'd have to buy 50 but i was yeah that's a that. lot of happy meals and chicken nuggets so uh maybe get uh, a really 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 big cheat day and uh and you can you could do that or get a friend named landon and split 25 25 and then that you know is somebody saying. named landon i like this idea but uh here is a full list of the toys that will be offered spoiler alert celebration mickey is in there we got flounder timothy mouse abu genie Bambi, Celebration Dale, R2-D2, Celebration Minnie Mouse, Sebastian, Bruni, Tinkerbell, Bo Peep, 
Cheshire Cat, Miguel, Joe Gardner, Celebration Daisy Duck, Celebration Goofy, Piglet, Lumiere, Frozone, Dory, Dante, BB-8, Celebration Pluto, Lady, Tramp, Jock, Rocket, Edna Mode. I feel like I'm having a stroke just reading some of these names. Uh, would you like me to? Would you like me to take over? Sure. <laughs> All right, Jiminy Cricket, Simba, Winnie the Pooh, Cogsworth, Gus, Hey Hey, Mad hey, hey. Hatter. Why do you always do that? Stitch, Woody, Groot. Okay, I kind of want the Groot one though. <laughs> Olaf, Pua. Kind of want the Pua one too. <laughs> Pinocchio, Celebration Donald Duck, Duh, Dumbo, Pumbaa, Thumper, Celebration Chip, Nemo, and Timon. So literally, I don't even know who are missing at this point, but it's yeah. there were 50 and technically it was 50, but there were two furs. So that was that 50. I would have to look at the list. Anyway, I'm assuming it's 50, list. but yeah, it's like off the top of my head. I can't think of any of the actual 50 fab 50 character statues that were missing out of uh toy mode. But at the same time, since they split up some of the uh, groups, yeah, well, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Listeners, let us know, because me and Steffers are dumb. Or rather, I'm um, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dumb by association. It's fine. Oh, that's even worse for you. Wow. Isn't it? I thought so. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess we'll see. <sighs> I'm underwhelmed, but it's fine. I'm not mad. I mean, I'm I mean it's, it's, it's not earth-shattering stuff, though the fact that I'm closing the podcast with it is kind of... Uh, dumb as hell, but uh, I'm I'm, I'm curious to see, uh, see what they look like. And I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm definitely gonna be going getting some happy meals on my lunch break uh, on the way home from work uh, a handful of times just to see what I can get and see what they look like. Because I mean, there's a very real possibility these look cool, but there's also a very real possibility just based on the concept art, these are going to look terrible. So. Well, I'm interested to see how they execute the background on this pedestal thingy that they're on. Mm-hmm. I can't tell. Like, maybe it'd be really cool if they really um, stick the background or really execute the background really well. Then it'll really give me the, the vibes that it should. But on the flip side, like if it's just a piece of cardboard, it okay, really we're flimsy and trying to be positive. Oh, good job, Disney question mark. Always, always the question mark. <laughs> Well, speaking of question mark and questionable decisions, that is the end of the second episode of Dawes Does Disney. So, Steffers, on the way out of the door, why don't you give the lovely listeners some plugs and where they can find your much better show, Avengers with Steffers. Avengers with Steffers. Yep, yes. that's that's my new spinoff. Yep, uh, that's that's actually a new episode of uh, Marvel's What If uh, premiering this Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. You're really just giving all the plugs to Disney today. That's fine. Um, on... On the Twitter, I am AsianZing95. If anyone can think of a better name that goes with Adventures with Steffers, let me know because Adventures with Steffers is too many characters. On Avengers Insta for Steffers, dummy. Duh. I, on Instagram, I am Adventures with Steffers. My podcast, the Adventures with Steffers podcast, is on my website and all your podcatchers. If you want to read things that I write about the theme parks, you can check out my blog at adventureswithsteffers.com. Or, yeah, that's really it. I think that's that's all the things that I really do in my spare time. I would like to shout out that this week I am going back to Orlando to take part in Halloween Horror Nights with our friends and then also not with our friends and also do some wedding stuff. 
and also wait you're getting Bay married for the first time landon you really concern me when you say things like that when you're the quote-unquote <laughs> efficient thank gosh you didn't have to get certified in that because i can I'd... still do that no, 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 no. We're already legally married. It's fine. You just don't. Oh, kayfabe, kayfabe, Steffers. Oh. Anyway, that's where you can find me. Blau, L-A-N-D-A-Z. There's your jingle. Oh, I really enjoy oh. your jingle. Well, well, I appreciate that. It is a crowd pleaser. And speaking of L-A-N-D-A-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk987 app as well. And uh, speaking of places or things that you can listen to on your apps, on your podcast, this fine podcast is available in all of your podcast catchers. It's available on Spotify, I believe. Uh, hopefully by this point, iTunes has updated the artwork and the logo for this podcast. By the way, shout out to Matt and the uh, Love of the Mouse podcast for this killer new logo i have and uh thanks for coming along for the ride i know it's been a uh transition kind of a rough thing uh uh losing a beloved podcast like the monorail was but it uh means a lot that y'all are giving me and steffers a shot and uh we're 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 gonna keep doing it until we don't and we're we're having fun at least i am steffers i apologize for everything oh yeah you're that's okay Come on the back. I have fun too, most days. Well, that's good. And I am super excited to hear uh, all the shenanigans y'all are going to get into at Halloween Horror Night. Maybe in future <laughs> episodes, you can uh, you can uh, let us know what's up. How about that? I'll let you know how scared Justin gets and poops his pants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jay's definitely going to poop and pee his pants. I it, just had to end it with poop. That's really hey, all I want. We're staying on brand. So for uh, Poop Pants Steffers over there, I am Landon. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Dawes Does Disney. Thank a cast member. Be decent to each other because you don't know what everybody else is going through and it costs you nothing to be nice. So we'll see you right back here next Monday morning. Thank you very much and have a good morning, baby. I didn't know what I was doing, if we're being completely honest. Give me a rotten I like your Razor Ramon look. The bad guy. <laughs> no muscles. Uh, nope. I got nothing. Yeah, between me and you, we have zero muscle. So, all right, you ready?